With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Barniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you get paid? And his partner, Fela Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It is a two-man tag team at the moment. We're waiting our third man. Who is the third man? We're waiting on his arrival. We'll find out who that is just in a minute. But I am producer John and I am joined by the star of Disney Plus. New show, the big best show, you know. It is like, it's the biggest show in Disney Plus, I would say, you know. Is it uh, Thor Love and Thunder? No. Is it the, the new new Pinocchio, which has been remade? No. Is it the new Star Wars one? No. No. What is it, Grado? It, it is a dra- it's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. Is it a romantic name. comedy or dark? Romantic. Dark? Uh-huh. It's, it's, a, uh, dark, it's a dark humour comedy called Wedding Season. And it is about a, a guy and a woman. Mm-hmm. And they are involved or in, in the deaths at weddings. And I play a police officer. You've not... <laughs> right, hold on. You play a police officer? Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Yes, and I have to admit that when I did uh, turn up for, like, costume fittings for the for it, I went, um, oh, it might be the same kind of... I already play a, a cop in Scotland, and they were like, you what? And I went, oh, I'm all kidding on. Because <laughs> I'm scared in case they turned and went... He's already a postman in Scotland. So I was a wee bit kind of paranoid telling that I was oh, discussing so it. So this is not a cameo for Hugh McCurdy in uh, this Disney no, thing? No. Th- my name, what's my name in the show, man? It's like a pure Scottish name. It's like Hector or something like that. Do you get a couple of lines? Aye, aye. Are you the star of this shebang? I'm not the star of it, man. I'm in it. I'm, I'd say it in total. I'm in it for about eight or nine minutes for the two episodes. And what, who's, who but by the way, this is a good idea. Oh, hold on. This is because I know wrestling fans are good with the internet. I know they're good with shit like us, right? I pure keep refreshing IMDb to see if they'll put me on it, but I can't do it. And I even signed up for IMDb Pro as like an actor. Right. And <laughs> I've honestly, I've done it. I've seen the last two weeks, I've submitted my name for it to say I was in this. This is going to get a blue tick, isn't it? Something like, well, I don't know. I just want I'm to be, just, I basically oh wanted to say Graham Stevely is in this. I can't right. fucking do it. Wait, you can't take yourself So out. someday, there's got to be somebody that we know on the wrestling podcast. Well, just, do you know what? I've just, our good friend Rab Florence, I've just typed in his name to IMDb. And yep, there he is, the Bulgin. Rab Florence, writer, actor, producer, known for the house of him. 
Bernstein and Rab Fawn's Supernatural Square Go. Didn't no, I'm on IMDb as well. It's just no. I don't know how to update it. Go on with mine. Grado, Grado is under Graham Steve. Wait, which is annoying. Actor, not even actor, wrestler. Uh, star of Panto Radio Star, you've just got actor, Graham Stevely is known for World of Sport Wrestling, TNA, One Night Only, and Endeavour. It was more than one night. <laughs> oh, but Endeavour. Yep. Scott, uh, surely Scott's squad in two doors. Alan, I mean, you need to get that updated, mate. Well, I'm trying to get, so there must be, John, as I've said here, this is probably the third time, there's got to be somebody that knows how to add my name onto it. Right, wrestling daft fans, get on it. Get Grado sorted on IMDb because it does say like best known for World of Sport, TNA, One Night Only, Endeavor. I mean, you're better known for Scott Squad and Two Doors Down, surely. Oh, fuck that! I would imagine. Right. Eh? Ah, there you go. Test drives on there, though. Grado, you'd be glad to know on your IMDb. And Class. it's all impact. Uh, Class. Ch- What's that? Chikara. Turn left. I I think some. I, do you know the reason why I think Chikara's on it is because the owner of Chikara. Uh, Fuck, what was his name again? Mike Quackenbush. He was a bit of a kind of a sort of lovey. He liked theatre and stuff like that. So I reckon he <laughs> he was quite into having like an IMDb account for Shikara. That's, That's amazing. Well. Shikara is on IMDb. Aye, uh, aye. Uh, uh, progress chapter 12. We're going to need a bigger room. There we go. It's up, all your wrestling works on there. So that's fantastic. And talking of the wrestling, Grado, you were down in Wales at the weekend. Yes, so I'm sure very was. disappointed. We expected you to be walking in to this week's podcast. Big gold dripped round your uh, shoulders. What happened? What happened? I know. Well, it was close, but can I tell you something? I loved going down to Wales. Um, Friday night, we wrapped two doors down at three in the morning. And then I... Uh, Drove along to the ICW training centre. We get the the tour bus down to Wales. We were in Wales for about the back of four. I haven't seen Shah in nearly three years. Oh, what was that like then? Was it like? It was good, man. But the first thing I said was, uh, "Killed your gimmick. You've killed it. Killed it. Killed it." He's far too good looking now. Like with it, with it, with the muscles and the six packs and all that kind of shit. I went. I liked you better when you were fat. Oh, what did you, know you know what I mean? That? But I get it, I get it. And obviously we're talking about the WWE UK stuff and all the rest of it. And, is he all right? And, is he all right? Oh, he's he's brand new. He's brand new because I I believe when this WWE Europe stuff comes back along, he'll be Aye. one of the first guys to get back into it, I would imagine. But um, the only issue was that the show started at midnight. Yes. The show started at midnight and um, I was on last. So, and I was fucking bust, mate. I was bust because I've been working all week. And I went back, I went back out into the bus at half eleven at night and went back to sleep. And I was like, fuck this man, I set my alarm for like half past midnight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be in a main, main event, I'm lying in the bus, Dallas is phoning me. Please wake up, please come out, we need you, come on hurry up, get back in the bus and all the rest of it. Anyway, eventually I went back out, I had a match with Kez, who is an absolute star, he's a legend. Really? I did feel bad about that, no, for, no remember his name and all that kind of shit, I did feel kind of bad about all that kind of care on the... On the show and stuff like that, but I mean, I'm really bad. Like, I'm always like that as well. She yeah. had a thing. She had a thing. She told me that the doctor said she's got that. She can't remember folk. Brad Pitt um, has that exact same thing. Really? You know, Brad Pitt like has this thing, and he said that he doesn't can't put names to faces, and people think Brad Pitt's really rude as a result of it. And they, I had this. I read this whole thing. I mate, that's the doctor told my mum that, and I, and I remember being young and going like. Oh mum, fuck off, that's a lot of shit. And it's so slowly crept in where I'm the same, where I look at folk. And it's embarrassing because what I do is, see sometimes when I meet folk, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know if I've met them or no, so I end up going, Good hey, to see you, buddy. How you doing? This is Brad Pitt. This is the Brad Pitt thing. It's funny, that's like, remember, remember the story, remember Fletch? Remember Fletch said he met McCoy Stone, Fat Badafo was talking about it, um, Fletch were, was at the charity game, Aye. and uh, Alan McCoy's come up and spoke to us, and he shook, and he shook fucking Fletch's son and went, good to see you, my man, long time no see, or something like that, and Fletch was like, how the fuck, why is Alan McCoy saying that? He goes, the only other time I've met Alan, Alan McCoy was when I was in seven, in a Chinese restaurant in Glasgow, <laughs> and he's gone, <laughs> It's fucking Alan McCoy remember me from when I was seven years old. Good to see That's you again. Yeah, right. by the way, hot tag coming up because uh, entering the podcast, weighing in, I don't know how much, uh, is Mr. Rab Florence. So I'm going to tag over our presenting duties over to Rab right now. And we'll, let, we'll fill him in first of all where we're at. Sorry, lads, I was at Balmoral there. Right, okay. So, right, Rab, we're, we're <laughs> pretending we're, the Queen hasn't passed away. <laughs> So at this point... No, 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 I'm not doing that. Right, okay. So we were trying to pretend the Queen hasn't passed away. What we've discussed so far, eh, Rab, is Grado's now starring in Disney+. Plus. Uh, we've also covered... Uh, what are you doing Shah. on Disney+, Plus, Grado? A uh, programme called Wedding Season. Yeah. Wedding Season. And also we've covered the meet reunited with Shah, the fact he almost missed the main event because he slept in, and then right, fuck also us. went to the fact that... <laughs> Brad Pitt, he's got the same condition as Brad Pitt, doesn't he? Can't remember people's names. So, tag you in, Rap, on you go. Right, fuck all this, and your plan, whatever the plan is, because two things we've got to talk about this episode, all this episode is about, is CM Punk and the Queen. Um, And I think, in a sense, the CM Punk situation is, was the perfect preparation for, for what's just happened today, you know what I mean? We were already in a period of mourning. I'm just going to get in. I'm just putting my microphone on mute now, right? We were already in a period of mourning. I think, and and I think this um, this has put the tin lid on it. What I want to know for you boys is where were you when you heard the big news uh, that CM Punk was getting strapped to that title <laughs> on AEW? Where were you? I, I I was I woke up yesterday. What was the score in the Rangers game? By the way, Grade One ever. Caught it. What the fuck is this all about tonight? <laughs> no, I genuinely, I never caught it. Genuinely, I didn't catch it. Google it, you can't. They like get pumped 3 0, didn't they? 4 0, 3 0. Yeah, I didn't catch the Rangers one. Um, sorry, anyway, carry on. <laughs> I, when I heard about CM Punk being stripped of the title, that was this morning. But has he been stripped of it? Because there is rumours, obviously, that he's injured. Oh, listen, can I, well, Rab? I don't know about you, right? But I was can, we go back sh- to this, can we go back to the start on this and just, first of all, put a, 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 a lid on a couple of good things. Clash at the castle, but Drew not winning the bell. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares that's, about that. That's, that's, that's chip paper. It's fucking old Then news, All man. Out was decent, good, decent event. Went on too Nobody long. Nobody fucking cares. Right, cares you, cares. Straight, you want to go straight into the media well, scrum then? Well, can I tell you something? See, that I want to start the start, that, aye. That media scrum for me was the best thing that's happened in wrestling in years. And... But I just need to clarify, I just need to clarify that I totally disagreed with him bringing up Colt Cabana. Right, Colt okay. Cabana's more. Let's, get, let's fucking dig into this, because we, we can we can bring a, a unique perspective to this. This is the thing about wrestling daft, is we can bring a unique perspective to it, because, Grado, you know Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. You must have heard some insider chat about what actually went on in their friendship, because there's no way, I was thinking this to myself... A couple of days ago, when I was when the whole presser thing was kicking off, and I was thinking to myself, 
There's no way Grado, knowing Grado as we know Grado, hasn't he went to Colt Cabana at some point? Right, just fucking tell me everything that mm-hmm. happened with a fucking CM Punk thing. You must have said, what is your take on it, Grado? Well, 100%, because it happened during the time as, remember, I going about all the time when we went to his house and we filmed some amazing stuff, mm-hmm. which that definitely put a bow on it on Sunday night. I thought, fuck me, I'll never see that footage now, will I? I'll never see oh, it. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Um, but I, 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 I mean, I'm obviously going to be biting my tongue here because I don't know more to the story. But it wouldn't be right for me to say it. I know he's not going to be raging. Whose side are you on? Right, whose side am I on? Right. I'm or is the rang on both sides? I don't know what's rang. I don't know what Cabana's done rang. I really, I'm, I'm being genuine. I don't know what, what the story that I know, and there's always two sides to every story. I know that the, the, the I'm watching it going, fucking hell, punk. This is bang out of order. But, you know, I... What am I going to say? I can't fucking start saying it and then I have Cabana on the phone going, well, you didn't say that from the podcast, no, 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 no. I mean, I have spoke to Colt, I've spoke to Colt since Sunday, but we've, never, we've not even really spoke about what, what Punk said. But has he made any comment about what Punk said to you? I, <coughs> the only thing <coughs> that he done to me, I replied, we'd be talking on WhatsApp, and the only thing that I did try and get, I know a bite of him, but he was... Um, he put on an, an Instagram story advertising some shop in Chicago that sell. I don't know what it sold, but I remember that CM Punk was trying to plug. Remember, remember he was going to bit Mindy's. Yeah, Mindy's bakeries. It's a different one. Aye, it's closed on Monday and Tuesdays, and I just replied, "Better than Mindy's." <laughs> and he just right. he just replied with a face palm as if to say, "Fuck it off." So. So, okay. So, I mean, there's no point as really recapping what happened. I was amazed at how many wrestling podcasts, by the way, this week, and I listened to a few. How, I've listened to them all. I was amazed at how many of them went, well, let's play you what happened. I'm like, there's no cunt listening to this fucking podcast who didn't listen to that presser or watch the fucking presser. And I'm telling you, that is a historic fucking thing, bit of footage, that, that press conference. Just the, everything about it, him with the blood on him, and eating the muffins and the cans on the table and Tony Khan's face, that is like iconic. Tony Khan's face is super bright, wasn't it? That is what it's all about. Tony Khan, I mean, I, that, that's why I watched it twice, because I watched it again to then watch Tony Khan's reactions. But there's stuff in that stuff. That, what Punk was saying, I was agreeing. See, he was going on about how Paige had went out there and what was his exact words? He tried to middle your top baby so face good. and stuff like that. That totally reminded me and I know it sounds daft, but what Chris Renfrew done to me years ago? Because you've always been angry about that, and yeah, I fucking what still did. winds me up. It still fucking winds me up. But that's exactly the same but, situation. But fell people, I fell people. Well, in people. I was, I was, um, I was the champion. I was ICW champion. I was everywhere at the time, and I was in America when he went out and done a promo in the garage, basically saying fucking Grado sold his soul and he's away. Couldn't he give a fuck about ICW? This was all because the, the, the wrestling magazine, that Fighting Spirit magazine, went with a headline on the front cover, TNA star Grado, rather than ICW star Grado, which even I agreed, I would have been, I was a bit like, fuck off, man. I've been in TNA for two minutes. ICW is where, you know, that's my home. So I was a bit mm-hmm. mortified by that. But he went out there. And he and never ran that by you. Never ran it by. No, no. I, I, do you know what? I think he did say something. He was going to say something, but it wasn't he to the fucking. I've still never watched it back. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't watch it back. I've never ever watched it. But all yeah, I know but, is. 
Sorry, uh, is on. the fucking replies, and it was the first time that I ever remember ICW folk call me a cunt, a dick, and whatever. And and he was, he killed a lot of my steam. He fucking totally did kill my steam as a champ because then I was coming out in January the Bylands. I'd folk give me the fingers. I'd folk burn me. Which by the way, it led. I loved. And he had actually quite enjoyed that part of it, the aspect of the part of the angle, but it still fucking winds me up that you've done it. There was a massive difference, I think, between what happened with you and that situation you're talking about and what happened with Hangman Page, and I think this is crucial. I think this is fucking crucial here. CM Punk, and, that here, and here's a fundamental issue with what CM Punk said in that presser, right? He was talking in terms of Hangman Page came out and said something that the wrestling viewer, that the, the fans in attendance, that the public watching around the world were going to uh, analyse and take to mean a certain thing, which I don't fucking think 99% of any cunt fucking thought when they watched that promo. I agree. Now, maybe the boys in the back knew what Page was talking about, right? And that's something. But see if, see if it is a situation where he said something to kind of pop some of the boys in the back with what he was saying. That's something you deal with in the back. If CM Punk was thinking that that promo went over to a wider audience um, in the way that he thought it did, he's fucking delusional. And by what? the way, by the way, let's just lay a fucking, let's just lay something on the line here about CM Punk. The guy is fucking delusional. The guy has been fucking delusional for like a decade. The guy is a fucking, del- no, it's part of his appeal. I think part of CM Punk's appeal is that he thinks, I think he genuinely thinks he's better than he actually is. Mm. You know what I mean? Listen, I've always not, been a fucking delusional guy. I look, look, as I say, I'm sitting here and I'm not going, oh, go on, go on yourself, Punk. Absolutely no. But I'm just saying it was the best thing that I've saw as a wrestling fan and watching it going, holy fuck, what is happening here? You've got the owner sitting next to the guy who's basically burying the EVPs in front of Tony Khan, Tony Khan doesn't know where to fucking look. He doesn't know what to do. It's just the, the 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 actual thing happening itself in front of you was one of the most entertaining things. But I I totally agree with you with Punk. I do think he believes he's better than what he is. I think um, that he probably rubs a lot of folk around the runway. I've read I've read stuff that you know he's been backstage telling folk you know he shouldn't be doing this, even though this was stuff that got them over over originally. And he's went, nah, don't be doing that shit and kind of. And what, I can imagine them then. Do you know what I mean? But there then was an, also- there, was an, there was an aspect, Grado, of what Bret Hart used to do that used to fucking annoy me. And it was that Bret Hart and Ian Drew Dice Clay, our regular listener, if he's listening to this, will get pissed off with what I'm going to say here. But I think Bret Hart harmed his legacy a lot by being a fucking moany bastard, right? Mm. But, and I think and I think CM Punk kind of sees, him, sees himself in that kind of light a wee bit, right? crotchety fucking grumpy I'm going fucking take this I'm going to fucking moan I'm going to complain about what's going on but there's a fucking fundamental difference here Bret Hart arguably was the fucking mm. best wrestler in the world right CM Punk is nowhere fucking near Bret Hart and never has been what you've also got to add into the bargain that he is like that and remember how probably how mortified he would have been in the way he got injured why you know what I mean? Fucking doing a, a crowd stuff and smashing his fucking foot up. I said, Nick. Well, he's obviously went to that presser. If he is indeed injured and got injured in the match again, he's he's went in in a pissy mood right away because he thought, this is me fucking out again. He's maybe thinking to himself, maybe I can't do this anymore because he's been a bit of an injury nightmare since he's came back. Mm. And then I think he injured himself again. 
But what, why has he brought the coach stuff up now? There was, he's like... Well, because that's what, although Rab is saying... Because he didn't get asked about when, it. He went in, he saw a journalist, right? Aye. He saw a journalist who he had a, he knew, had a relationship uh, with. How funny was that? Diving at his ass, but it's the guy. Like, was that? He was like... So uh, who did they uh, stand up with? Like, I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. Aye, Coca-Cola. Any East pals? No, we hate one another. Ah, you fucking blew my spot, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, that was funny, that was funny. But, but you're right, you but, when you're, but when you're saying, Rab, um, you know, I think it went out a lot of their heads. I don't know, because that's after that promo, that's when all the rumblings started coming out about Cabana going to Ring of Honor and why is he no there and all the rest of it. So I think that's probably built up and built up and built up as well. It's so fuck. Like, this is what I don't understand. You know, I listened to a wee bit of Cornette talking about the presser, right? And Cornette was acting like CM Punk was a real man going out there and saying all this fucking stuff, right? And it's just, it's, it's this day why that's a fucking real man that goes out and deals with it like that and fucking sits there in that way. But he battled them after it, did he know? <laughs> Listen, see, if he just done, if he'd just done the battering, I'd have been fine with that. You know, what I mean, I imagine uh, probably as, you know, yeah, I imagine you'd want to battle the box. You know, what I mean, just like uh, even if they had any fucking leaked information about I've, you, they'd just get that look about them, right? But, I, but if, if, if he'd just done that, that's fine. But I think sitting there and hitting it with all that stuff about how like they just don't want to take advice after you know that, and I kind of hang to myself a wee bit. You know, hang if, if I'm Hangman Page. Do I really want to take advice off of CM Punk, who fucking fucked away years of his career? Really? You know what I mean? Like, do you no, really want no. to take? Do you really want to take advice off of a guy who has got enough rumbling about him, not just in this company, but you know, across the wrestling sphere, about him being a fucking a negative fucking guy in the locker room and all that? You know what I mean? Do you want to take advice for that guy? No, but he wasn't saying that. He wasn't saying he didn't want to take advice off me. There's footage of Adam Page out there where he's gone, listen, because uh, one so you get asked something before and they're like, look, you're, you're in a locker room now with Sting. Do you want it to, or was it Punk as well? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You mentioned Sting and Punk, and he was like, listen, I don't need to take advice off these guys. So he did say that, which is fucking that. I mean, come on. What? I'm saying fucking so what? I'm saying like there's so many of these greats back in the day. This is the whole thing about... Well, you've got a point because do you think he fucking took the advice when big, um, what'd you call him? The big foot fetish geezer. Who was his name again? Big Tony Atlas. Well, I you know, remember the story with Tony Atlas. Aye, aye. He was like, he was an OVW, he was like, get that wrist tape off. Ken, because Punk does the wrist tape. Aye, aye. He's like, get that off. Punk was like, no. <laughs> He's like, get that off. <laughs> Gone. Mate, I've been doing this in Indies for years. Who the fuck are you to tell me? Aye, so you're, aye. You're, that's aye, right. It's, it's just like he's CM Punk is in this weird position where he talks a wee bit like he's fucking Harley Race or something, right? He talks a wee bit like he's one of them, like he's one of the old school, and he has old school sensibilities, right? And what comes with that, the old school sensibility thing, is this kind of fucking old school attitude of like, you know, paying your dues and respecting the fucking the veterans in the locker room and all of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't completely trust his sentiment. No, I don't want this to sound like we're just sitting here binning CM Punk because I think this is a, a much more complex situation than all that. I think we were all hoping that when he, you know, when he came back into AEW, it was great, it was amazing. An amazing moment when he came back in. I think his his matches have been good since he came back in. Um, you know, he's a brilliant promo guy. He's charismatic as fuck. 
He, you know, he's he's talented. Oi, that. So this isn't a Ben and CM Punk thing. It's just, there's just a niggling feeling you have about the guy. Like, when this all happened, you weren't fucking shocked or surprised. No. Do you know what I mean? No, no. You can tell that he's, well, because case in point, it's like the whole deal where when Punk was signed back to be on Fox, remember he done the, the mm-hmm. fucking, the post-show gimmick, and Fox were like, well, we'll take him on this show, but we really want him on SmackDown where Fox is, and WWE went, we don't want him anywhere near our locker room. Aye. They were like, no, he's no getting back, he's, he's no coming back. Which is why I remember, I think one of you said that Punk was going to be at the Rumble, which I, 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 there's no chance that he's going to be back at the Rumble. It's more likely to be, if MD's going to jump ship, it would probably be the Bucks for me, in my opinion. I think that's more, the kind of, I think that sounds more realistic than Punk and back to WWE, especially now that fucking Triple H is in charge. And I don't think, you remember, remember they had the, the whole deal in the background, they had drew CM Punk's face, there was like some documentary and it, somebody mm. spied it in the background, they had drawn something on his face to take the pass at him because Punk had left. I mean, the, the general vibe, I mean, I don't know if you watched, did you watch Dynamite? No. Moxley, Moxley's promo was interesting because Moxley's promo, I don't think in a million years, could be read as a Punk positive one. Moxley's promo sounded like it was about respecting the title, and I think Moxley's probably thinking he's been he's done all this, and he's sitting there with a the fucking title on the table in front of him, not even fucking looking at the fucking title. You know what I mean? And hitting out with all this personal private stuff, talking about a guy's bank accounts, with his mom and all that kind of stuff, while while being the champ, while sitting beside this fucking title, while eating cakes and all that. I'm thinking a guy like Moxley is thinking that's what I fucking lost to this, and I, I kind of felt like. Moxley's promo could no, couldn't he possibly per, be perceived as supportive of Punk, whatever's went on in the back. Um, I kind of felt when Jericho spoke on the show as well. I kind of I felt that seemed like the same to me. Moxley was also talking about how you have to respect, you know, AEW and the locker room and the and the heroes that worked all the way through the pandemic when people were needing something to watch. No fucking Punk wasn't there when that was happening. He was no, talking he about he was talking about the people who set up this company and who founded it. So Moxley was was out there with a fucking a pro elite promo, if you know what I mean. Right. Because he was talking about well, the founders and talking about the people that were there when Punk wasn't there. So I thought that was interesting that guys like guys like Moxley uh, and guys like Jericho definitely seem to be aligning on the side of. And listen, a quick interjection here about fucking Chris Jericho. That guy deserves all the credit in the world for the way he came out as a calming influence into that presser and sat and dealt with the business and did that wee kind of, well, there's something going on in the back to Tony. That's what, that made me think it was a work what a, when I saw that. a professional, man. But did you see, because I, I saw that before a lot of stuff, and when I seen Jericho go into Tony Khan's lug, I went, oh, well, that's, that's fucking, that's definitely a work, but it clearly isn't he. But no. I just thought that was bizarre that he'd done that when there's like so many mics running about him, whether he's maybe... F- He's maybe meant that anyway because it's kind of cool, even though aye, it's really. Aye. Listen, he knows everything he knows he's doing. He knows everything he's doing, but still, you know, he was able to come out and kind of fucking keep things on track and and all of that. What about having a bank account with your mom? What's wrong? What's wrong with that? I'm. I mean, there's probably I mean folk that probably have. 
shears and stuff that probably work suit better. I mean, some people probably. I mean, it's a, it's just a fucking weird thing for a guy to bring up. I think it says mere about punk. He he brought it up as a thing like what well, tells you I've written about that guy. It kind of told us mere about punk the fact he fucking brought it up. Do you know what Somebody's I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, you know there are reasons why you can share a bank account with a parent, and it isn't doesn't necessarily mean anything fucking negative. It can also mean that you are taking stewardship over their fucking financial affairs because maybe they need looked after or whatever. You know what I mean? There's reasons for it. So there's no point getting into that. Uh, but when I, when I see... heard that, I didn't go. I certainly didn't go. Oh fuck's sake! That's embarrassing. Cope, get out. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, no, you didn't. No, you don't. But what, do you know what I also say to you as well? You're watching it, uh, and Punk saying this. The first thing that popped in my head was there is going to be so many folk, including me, that would go to bat for Coke Cabana because Coke Cabana was the guy in 2011 that started a podcast. He was one of the first guys to prove that you can make money with a WWE, a, As even indie. a TNA, like Danny's in stuff, Danny's merch. You know, he was he was a guy that created pro wrestling tees, which more or less made the bucks a millionaire, including including many other wrestlers. So there's so I mean, Cabana is so well respected and loved in that fucking you know that group of folk, these people that have made it out with WWE. And then I've went on to AEW. Aye. Well, I mean, it's clearly... Well, we need to talk about... New Cabana was the first wrestling podcast. Really, it was. It was the first big podcast, it was. Then it was JR and fucking Stone Cold. Now every cunt in a dog's got one. Um, we need to... Which one are you? Are you every cunt or are you the dog? <laughs> I'm probably um, the dog. <laughs> we, um, we need to talk about the Bucks as well here now and the whole thing. So, I mean... Who knows about them? I, I just there's a wee bit of me, right? That's just like, <laughs> would you think they were dead? Would you think they were dead backstage when they were watching it? He's fucking, you lost us. Yeah, shh, shh, shh. Would you think they were dead? <laughs> we're going to punch his cunt. You would hope they were laughing. You would Kenny, were laughing. Kenny, Kenny, we're going to punch his cunt. In. <laughs> it's just hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know what. I just, I'm just trying to put myself into the mindset. Well, right. Let's say there was a guy 10 years... Let's say me and fucking Ian Connell, right, for Burnison, had a big fucking phone out, right? Mm-hmm. We had a big fucking terrible phone out. I don't want to speak to that guy again. I don't want to fucking see him again, right? In 10 years' time, there's this big fucking comedy show on the telly, right? And Ian Connell's in it, right? And then I've been in retirement for 10 years, and then this big comedy show gets me in, right? And I turn up. It's like, oh, fuck, here's Rap Florence. He's not been around for 10 years. That's amazing. They've got him in, right? And then six months later, Ian Connell gets quietly shuffled off the show, right? Gets moved off the show. Now, see if see if word leaked out that, oh, Rab Florence actually came on to that show and get rid of fucking Ian Connell because he's no pals with him anyway, I'm not it, right? See if that word came out and get leaked out by other people in the show, I wouldn't give a fuck. I wouldn't give a fuck. Why'd you think so much? All this talk, <laughs> all this talk about fucking a real man and all, like Kernet having all that stuff as if, as if he was out there like a total kick-ass, sorting people out and all that. It was a fucking pussy way to go about it, man. I know it's no right to say pussy nowadays, but it was a fucking pussy way to go about it, to go out there and and, and, and hit out with that stuff. Because if he was really a guy who was a fucking shit-hot fucking real man who didn't give a fuck, he'd be going, so fuck, I get rid of Cole Cabana, you're too fucking right. I did, I hate the cunt. Mm. Just fucking, fucking get rid of him. And what are you going to do about it? Aye. I'm the fucking star, what are you going to 
fucking day about it. But then what do you think about Carnet's view that they shouldn't be doing that as EVPs? You know what I mean? Like that's supposed they, to that's if they even done it. But but you know what? It's like <laughs> I loved it, man. Ace Steel reportedly bit Matt, Matt Jackson and then threw a chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a bit for since fucking 19 canteen, man. He's been a bit, bit for years and years and years. That's why I find it funny. Like him just pure walking about going, hey, I'm fucking, if they start any other shit, man, I'm going to bite one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, he's definitely the Doug in any country Doug. <laughs> when you think about, here's the thing what you need to fundamentally come down to really you know you get the box and you get you get kenny and you had cody and that you know what i mean and and they did fucking set this ball rolling and there has to be a level of respect for that and it's probably hard for a guy like punk to come in and go i wouldn't have this job if it wasn't for you i mean this is the thing it's like the box any argument backstage they could get into the box could go like that you wouldn't have a fucking job like this you wouldn't be back on the fucking telly wrestling if it wasn't for us you know what i mean which is not going to be nice for a guy with his ego to hear. Because the fact that we were your fucking ticket back on the telly. You know what I mean? It's a good point, mate. So, so they, they, they have power over him. This is the thing. that He can wear the big belt all he wants, but they, they have that power over him that, that, you know, they're the reason he's back in the game. Now, we don't know what they leaked to. Obviously, there's stories coming out now that they didn't leak anything out. You know what I mean? That's what they're saying. <laughs> they say that it wasn't them. But it's impossible to know. That was so funny. Why when, does he care? That was another funny bit of when eh? I mean, Dave, what did I do? And Melissa goes, you tell me. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah, by the way, while we're talking about press conferences, how about that big fucking Roman Reigns? That, that the Hamdi and his bit at the press conference acknowledge me that and the journalist guy being like, I acknowledge you. <laughs> I never saw that. I never saw that. The guy asked Roman Reigns a question and Roman Reigns just sat for ages saying nothing and then stood up and he says, I think what I would prefer is if um, you did what they didn't do out there and acknowledge me. He stood up looking at his journalist, new journalist, just, I acknowledge you. <laughs> maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's funny, but was, we were with some of the journalists, like at the press conference, and God, they were going, eh, this is uh, such and such. I just want to say I'm shite myself with the new. <laughs> when they, they were going, <laughs> They were going, this is the best service I've ever been, but, and you think to yourself, mate, this is the most fucking groundbreaking shit that we've saw on wrestling for years, and they still want to talk about, like, MGF's reaction. Mate, oh my God. fucking, if, if this was Scottish football, this was, 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 was fucking happening, man, fucking Raman, Bargeward, you know, the rest of it, they'd be fucking ripping an half it going, right, tell us, man, man, what happens now then? What the fuck's going on? And they'll still want to talk about fucking, what you think of the pop, um, MGF, and are you worried about this? Fucking keep that, keep this going. The be a fucking question, journalist. The next question for the next journalist, and this is what fucking proves they're all fucking jokes, these guys sitting in that room. The next question for the next journalist should have been, this is a question to Tony Khan. What do you do now? That your champion sits there and has criticised your back. You criticised Hangman Adam Page like that. That should have been the fucking next question. Exactly. Who do you know, know that he's fucking done that two seconds ago, sitting beside you? The fact that nobody asked that question, that none of them are fucking journalists. No, they're no, no journalists. journalists. They're wee guys that fucking are good at using Twitter and they've managed to fucking, you know, over the years, pester and pester and pester and folk to make, eventually make internet friends and they've managed to somehow write for websites and stuff like that. They're no journalists. But if you play that Ross Sapp, or Sapp Ross, Sean Ross Sapp, what the fuck he's called, 
he was like, I'm not a journalist. I just fucking post shit about wrestling, which Aye. is fair enough. What CM Punk did to Hangman Adam Page is unforgivable in that presser, I think. I think it's it, the lack of professionalism there. You can be, again, I'm going to go back to that Page promo. You know, only a fucking delusional, paranoid guy would think that was a big deal. Nate mm. couldn't fucking notice. It was just a bad promo. Also, when 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 Punk went and said these cunts couldn't run a target, which is like a, a, an Asda, Aye. it would be fucking hard to run Asda. Oh, it's fucking mother running an Asda. You know what I mean? Can you imagine cunts now with fucking, do you know what I mean, dealing with folk, phoning in seat, I can't do the Listen, world. Listen, can you imagine CM Punk trying to run a fucking Asda? <laughs> can you imagine that cunt trying to run an Asda? He'd be fucking blowing his top every fucking five minutes. <laughs> Every time a fucking wee granny came up and asked him where the fucking soap powder was, he'd fucking blow a stack. He'd have no chance. <laughs> but it's just, you know, obviously it was all, this is the weird thing because obviously for all we're saying, it was also brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> See, punk, punk, where's the Pepsi? You try to get funny, you can't. <laughs> You're fucking at it, you take the cunt out of me. Right. Oh, but it was good, wasn't it, man? Do you, so sell, we... do you sell organic cabanas? Uh, bananas, sorry, bananas. <laughs> right, so so, so here's the thing. This this thing isn't actually about CM Punk, and it's not about the Bucks, and it's not about Kenny, and it's not about Hangman Page. It's certainly not about fucking Christopher Daniels, fuck me. I don't, did you see his name? Was why the fuck? I mean, uh, why the fuck is that fucking guy still hanging about like a fucking bad smell? It's not about any of them, right? This is about Tony Khan, this moment, right? This is a key fucking moment for Tony Khan, and I actually think this could be turned into a positive moment for Tony Khan, depending on how he deals with us. He's not been tested like this before, you know what I mean? A lot mm. of people going like that... Um, uh, you imagine anybody doing that beside Vince, not that? Yeah, I mean, nobody would ever do that. He's Tony. Tony's never been tested like this before. He's a fucking. He's new in the game. He's fresh in the fucking game. So it's how he responds. And I actually think going out on the show, you know, the very next show to go out and go, their fucking belts are all gone. Their belts are going on. It is actually a good move. It was a thorough quite a strong. So did he come? Did he come out on Dynamite? Yeah. yeah, he announced, he didn't mention them by name, he didn't say what had happened or anything, but he says, we're going to be crowning a new champion, we're going to be crowning a new trios champs, um, and, you know, and just, that was it, we're just moving on from them, from all them, you know what That's I mean? What he said. So that was, that was quite, that felt like quite a strong move, seeing how he responds to this will be interesting. Um, Do you think Punk will come back? I don't, I, no. I don't know if he will. No. No, John, I don't think he will, mate. Because what about, what about well, well, Kenny and the Bucks? Obviously, they'll be just they're more of a suspension. And Kenny and the Bucks will be back. Yeah, Kenny and the has, he, 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 that 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 boy has just tried to impress too many people, and he Tony can. The the I, I think no one try to impress him. He just wanted to be everybody's pal and sign everybody up and no release them. And you know what I mean? It's like I think in truth, the CM Punk experiment has not worked really. He came back and it was great when he came back. I think it's been kind of diminishing returns a wee bit since then. I think him claiming that the gate for that event that just happened all being on his back is, you know, yeah. I think it's a bit of a fucking stretch because he, he, he his name doesn't have the mainstream splash that he thinks his name has. He, he really doesn't. No, what I will, and again, 
don't want to be fucking blasting again. I'm not, I enjoy watching CM Punk. I enjoy him with all his complexities. I just, uh, you know, I wish they could find the fucking perfect role for the guy. There's just something about him. The guy should focus on acting or something. You know what I mean? Because I think he's a charismatic dude and um, maybe wrestling is just, maybe he just doesn't love it. You know what I mean? It's not for you, Phil. <laughs> you know, but seriously. Maybe going to have to think twice about his wrestling shit, son. However, you're rangry, though, when you say that you'll never see him in a WWE. Well, you know what? You're probably right, because, you know what I mean? Money talks, isn't it, at the end of the day? Money talks. 100%. Because... See if he's fit. See if he is injured and he gets fit in eight months and he's not going back to AEW. Do you think, do you honestly think that, that it wouldn't he at least cross WWE's mind to go, maybe we could get him in for fucking well, WrestleMania? Or maybe we get him in for him? Because, I mean, he's got it as a scooster now, right? He's getting so many millions a year. He turns up once a week. Gets to practically do what he wants. It's not going to happen in WWE. No, but a big payday. If he's thinking my last big payday in wrestling, a fucking WrestleMania match or something, he would do it, I think. You know I what I mean? Know, and man. also, also here's, here's another thing. And I know he's a fucking stubborn individual, so you think maybe he wouldn't do it. But he's also, as we, as we saw... At the weekend, there an unpredictable individual, I know. And if he's pissed off enough at AEW, he would maybe fucking do it. No, would WWE do it? This is something I've been thinking about as well about Triple H and the position that Triple H is in. There's something you can say about Vince McMahon. One of the things you can say about Vince McMahon is that no matter what happened, no matter what history he had with somebody, if the deal made sense, he would make a deal. He would fucking bring them back in. Mm. Oh, you know what I mean? he, done, he done it with everybody, didn't he? He done it with everybody. You know what I mean? And so, a wee bit of me kind of wonders if Triple H will be like that. Well, this He'll is the go, thing. He's one of the traits that will happen. Triple H might go. See, in the day, this is what Vince done. He eventually, if he knew it was good for business, maybe this yeah. is what. Oh fucking! Maybe that. You know what I mean? When you're trying to make that impression, as Triple H is in, you want to make an impression, a continuity of like a philosophy of fucking booting and doing business, then I think Triple H would maybe go, what it's, if we did fucking bring CM Punk back? It also makes Triple H look good. You know what I mean? It's a bit like, and I'm going to a wee bit of a thing we hear, but it's a bit like Chelsea having Abramovich as their owner, and then Abramovich always sacked any manager within a couple of weeks, months, if it wasn't working out. Aye. And then the American cunt took it over and he's went, well, I'm just going to continue that model. If it's not working out, I'm mm-hmm. sacking, I'm sacking. Do you get what I mean with that? Aye, aye. It's, it is, it's like a continuity of like a kind of philosophy within the company and I wouldn't be surprised to see um, at least an offer being made. No. AEW don't need CM Punk. This is the, the truth of the matter. I don't think they need him. AEW are and they proved it on Dynamite. I thought that was a brilliant episode of Dynamite. I thought it was a brilliant episode of Dynamite. I thought you could see how fucking stacked the roster was already with really talented people. Um, Moxley is as as hot and as great as he's ever been in his career. You know, you know what I mean. You get Daniel Bryan there, who um, is just you know he's brilliant. Um, you get Jericho and he's like no second wind but fucking what tenth wind or something that is now you know what I mean it's just you've got and then you've got a lot of amazing talented young people and then you get fucking MJF Gredo you need to watch I know mate I, t- I know I was going to watch it you need to watch his promo because but his promo he because on Dynamite on Dynamite there he came out and he did the whole fucking baby face thing you know because he's been getting cheered so he came out with the was fucking, he doing it with tongue in cheek he came out with the football team's tap on and all that and he was, he was talking like he was a baby face. 
and he was you, you need to see oh, it. Oh, I need so to see that. Good I need at to it. See it. He was so yeah. good at it. He was like popping the crowd and all I that kind of stuff, and and he was getting them to chant AEW, AE not. It was all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's all. That's brilliant. That sounds good. That sounds um, good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to, man? <laughs> so that's a uh, the CM Punk situation. Um, so I mean, what else did it say other than? Um, Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. You're not saying that. Why are you saying that? Them good old boys were drinking. Why are you singing that? Why am I singing that? Because fucking Big Tyson Fury sang it, didn't he? Oh, mate. Did you hear what I did, mate? I did hear what you did, mate. How do you know? Ripping the piss out of fucking Drew. I know, I felt bad. Do you know yeah. what I've done, John? Yeah, because I, I, I flagged it up and you say, how did you hear about oh, that? Yeah, 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 I yeah. said, uh, just in case you didn't, you missed it, Grado uh, broke <clears> into <throat> Don't Look Back in Anger and apparently, from what I've heard, Grado, you were well over your allocated time and everyone was trying to get you over that? get off! How do you know about that? I just know things. <laughs> Dead man. Doug was trying to turn my mic off and everything, man, so he was. <laughs> he was, he was like, uh, uh, Simon Cassidy at the end, I went, I went, give me the fucking mic. And Simon's going, I can't, I can't, I really can't. I, I, I can't, I've been told not to. And I'm like, give me the fucking mic. Woo! Harry's is more than a razor company, Rob. Are they? Oh, they are more than a razor company and they're gonna revamp your whole routine. And I'm talking for close shaves, flake-free hair, all the way to clear, healthy skin, and it makes you feel good, it does, Harry's. And we are giving you the chance to try out their skincare range with a freebie with a trial set. What is in this trial set? Well, you've got the handle, you've got the five-blade cartridge. It's made in a German factory and it's got a precision trimmer. It comes with that foam shave gel for effective lube. A travel blade cover for life's adventures, which are used there at the weekend, and it's got that free hydrating night lotion so the hydrating lotion it breaks you up it makes your tie look and skin look so shiny and it sinks in dead quickly there's no grease to it at all and every time that you use it it helps your skin be maintained and it gives you loads of moisture it makes your face look clear healthy and restored and you can get the same with the trial set i love my harry's i took it down at the weekend i made sure i got my uh Baby face looks before I went out. I was clean shaving. I used the trimmer blade. I used the shave gel. I loved it and I had no concerns whatsoever. And it left my big bulbous uh, baby face looking very, very, very smooth and silky. So I want everybody else to feel the exact way I felt at the weekend by using Harry's. So support Wrestling Daft and start your own skincare journey. And redeem a Harry's trial set. All you need to do is cover the three ninety five for delivery. So it's less than four pound. So just head to Harry's.com slash wrestling daft and get your trial set for free. And the night lotion is going to be delivered to your door as well. That's Harry's.com slash wrestling daft. So we're cut for time here tonight, obviously, with the situations and the scenarios and such like, but how how mad's this, right? John and Rab, so as I said, I, I wrapped up two doors down at three o'clock in the morning, went to get the tour bus at uh, four o'clock in the morning, right? And um, see the bus driver, right? So everybody's all steaming and all that. I've just came straight for two doors and I can be fucked. I'm like, I'm away at the bunk. 
And he's like, I'm looking at bus driver and I'm going, it's fucking okay in that guy's face, right? He's going, how do I know that guy? So the next day, because it took like 10 hours to get down there, we're sitting in the kind of lounge bit, right? And I'm sitting with Duncan, I'm sitting with um, Robin, and uh, they're going, Carol, aye, Carol, Carol the bus driver. And I'm going, Carol, Carol the bus driver? I was like, does he tell you he's a wrestler? I'm like, no, he's not a wrestler, would I say if he was a wrestler? I went, I'm sure I recognise this guy. Anyway, we got to Cardiff, right? And I came, he came out and I went, what's your name? The bus driver went, Carol. I went, what are you, G? He went, 40. I went, did you ever wrestle? And he went, aye, a wee bit. Do you ken it was the guy that I had my very, very, very first match with in 2004? No way. Carol Harker. How weird is that? What a small world. I don't. I think he was a wee bit too embarrassed to tell everybody that he used to do wrestling. But my very first match, April 2004, Grant and Glenn, Grant, Grant and Glenn, the Lowlanders. The Lowlanders. Aye, versus Carol Harker in a handicap match. He battered fuck out his scones were cheering and everything in my very first match. And now That's he was amazing. Driving. I mean, I, I you got a 40 when we're in? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you got any um, reflections on uh, the Queen before we finish? Anyway, as as a guy, you know of. Well, here it doesn't. You don't need to say that. You don't need to say that for me. For me, that is the loss of the Queen is very, very, very big to this nation. I believe, no matter what your beliefs are on the royal family, that is a woman who worked hard throughout the years, and we've always known to hover there. She's always been there, and it's only now that she's passed. You realise and how much we will realise how much she meant to this country and how much she loved everybody in the country. You know, every morning waking up, doing what she needs to do, going to her engagements, even till the tail end. Well, that's what I call a worker. You know, I'm we've just, spoken about I, I, listen, I'm, listen, I just want to say that I'm absolutely astonished here because just for full fucking disclosure to everybody out there listening to this podcast and who has listened to this podcast for years that's the first time Grado's ever spoken about anybody that's died without bursting out laughing <laughs> that's true that is, actually... that is true wow that's wow. the first time he's been able to do it so there you go that's uh, what it the partners won't even notice because we always need to delete it yes, but, but there's been it. some so deaf in there no, that we've had some to bad cover ones. Yeah, and fucking bust out laughing there you go that's right, weird, okay up the road then are we going get, get grieving everybody Right, um, thanks for listening to Wrestling Daft. We're, we'll hope we've brightened your spirits a wee bit. If you're on a downer, um, if you're not on a downer, then you will be after listening to this podcast. Um, right, uh, up the road now. It's yourself. Pleasure, boys. Woo! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.